Welcome, one and all, at long last, to the David Foster Wallace and Gromit 50th episode, Spectacular. My name is Jared. With me as always is Steve, uh, here to discuss, of course, uh, Infinite Jest, everything pertaining to uh, David Foster Wallace's uh, seminal work, uh, culture at large, as well as a novel or novella of our choosing. Steve, how are you doing uh, this fine afternoon? I'm just pumped up, ready for the 50th episode spectacular. Really hoping to get uh, to get into the weeds with some of the great uh the great literary works of our time. And uh, I mean, we're coming off these, the uh, guest appreciation spectaculars. And now we're back into it with our fan appreciation spectaculars, where we bring you the greatest uh, up-to-date news, info, and insight into the world of David Foster Wallace and Gromit, uh, or just, well, rather David Foster Wallace as an author. Of course in tandem with uh the the great infinite just the tome of the tome of our world and uh, uh I'm, I'm doing great and really ready to you know sink my teeth into uh into another good one of course i mean for all of our listeners out there this is sort of a classic you know dynamic duo gruesome twosome style episode free of uh, obviously, literary experts, public intellectuals, Jordan and Carl, um, because that's, you know, what we're doing here for the 50th episode spectacular. This is about the fans. This is about reading emails. This is about talking a little bit about uh, analytics. This is about the trend report. And of course, this week's supplemental material in addition to Infinite Jest. Uh, Steve, I think we should maybe just jump right in. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do couple emails do you want to do the trend report or do you want to talk a little bit about the spotify analytics that have been recently made aware uh, to us well i think we should we jump jump straight into the trend report i know that okay. i know people have been dying for it and it's something that we should get out uh straight away considering it is may uh, happy may day to all you may freaks out there i know the may heads are are coming in strong uh so I think we should get in, get into May, number one. Number two, check out those emails, see what the fans and the family have been up to. And number three, let's see those analytics. Let's see those analytics. I mean, I myself, I've got a little, I've got a touch of the, the May madness. Uh, people talk about hay fever all the time. I'm talking about May fever. Uh, Absolutely. And of course, we, you know, I mean, we're I riding like, in on the Mayflower and we're happy about it. We're happy about it. Uh, talk about riding in the Mayflower, a little foreshadowing right there for this uh, month's trend report. Obviously, Absolutely. I feel terrible for uh, delaying our listeners the the pleasure of hearing the April trend report for as long as we did. So we're, you know, today, Monday, May 3rd, we're getting right at it. 
Uh, dropped the ball. We picked it right back up. Again. Well, we picked it right back up. I'm looking at the May 2021 trend report. Should I just begin with uh, food and drink? I think we should get back into it because, you know, I'm, I'm also a little curious about what I should be checking my fridge for and just tossing out the window, you know? Exactly. So what we're going to do, like we did before, I'm going to go uh, category by category. I'm going to give you time to give your thoughts and feelings as we go. Keep in mind for everyone listening, we did not develop these trends. These were uh, factory sourced, factory sourced uh, from the David Foster Wallace and Gromit uh, Industries Labs, uh, Industries LLC. First off, we have food and drink. I'll be beginning with out and then following it with what is currently in for the month. Food and drink out, mead. Uh, that's right, that honey liqueur mead in iced mint tea. Now, hold on, everyone. Whoa, 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 pump your brakes. I'm not saying mint iced tea. I'm talking about iced mint tea. Steve, your thoughts. So mead's out. Mead's out. Tea is in. Iced mint tea. I'm talking about clip it in your garden, brew it for 10 minutes, scoop that out, pour it over ice. Now, are we talking about using fresh mint leaves or are we talking about a tea bag of mint tea? I'm talking about fresh mint leaves. I'm talking about put the stalks in there. I'm talking about brew it through an extractor, a French press, a mesh bag, whatever you have available to you. I mean, okay, I'll go buy a mint plant and I'll have to, I'll have to chuck out my, my six, maybe seven bottles of um, Swedish mead. I mean, look, don't let anyone stop you from drinking it right here and now. If you want to go ahead, here's the thing. We're on, we're May 3rd. Okay. The time it's May. I'm, I'm not going to risk having the trend report heads coming after me. I understand. But here's the thing. I mean, look, this is going to have that um, price on my head. You can consider the option. And I, I, I advise all our listeners out there to do the same. If you were to take these six bottles you have and drink them now, or after we get off this call, you drink them immediately and you wash down that sweet mead with a little ice mint tea. I think you're going to be okay. I think they're going to cancel each other out. And I think you're going to be okay for May. Uh, that's really the policy here over DFWAG is uh, okay for May. I'm talking to uh, O four M uh, TM. Now moving forward, we have uh, entertainment out Kratom. Uh, people might know it as the uh, opioid substitute. It uh, comes from D-Earth, and uh, you can use it instead of Suboxone to wean yourself off, but a lot of people lately have been taking it uh, by itself, really enjoying it by itself. In, however, that's right. You heard it here first. You know it. You love it. The 2004 uh, CW drama, The O.C., uh, all about the comings and goings of one Newport Beach enclave in Orange County. Steve, your thoughts? Uh. Kratom was out. It's out. It was in. Now it's out. Okay. 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 Well, that oh, sounds fine, I suppose. And OC um, is, yeah, those of, those of you listening who will start to watch the OC, enjoy, enjoy your experience listening to the OC on Audible and on or it's a TV show. TV show. It's a TV show on the WB from 2004. Okay, cut. Let's let's reset. Sure. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Give me the give me the action. Uh, you can you can check out the OC uh, WB network or uh, streaming on demand. It's from 2004. Follows the the uh, comings and goings of a uh, a teenager and their adoptive family uh, in Newport Beach in California's Orange County. Perfect. So I'll just give a soundbite on this one on three. The OC on WB. That's the show for me. That's the show for what's me. What's up? What's up next, Jared? 
Well, I also want to alert people, um, you know, I don't want to tease out too much, but as part of our ongoing Warner Brothers and HBO Max partnership, we will be rolling out DFWAGOC, which is going to be our OC watch along podcast. This will be released uh, bi-monthly. And uh, we'll be covering two episodes at a time. So we're going to be able to really milk that for all it's worth and really excited to get into the weeds about the, everything happening in Orange County as two people who have never lived there themselves. Uh, moving on or to Ben or been there or Ben <laughs> moving on to fashion out tattoos, any kind professionally done stick and boke full color black and white. I don't care. They're out all tattoos in. Wow. My goodness. Okay, in, what's in? The classic, the iconic, we alluded to it, the pilgrim hat, otherwise known as the Capotain hat. You know it with a big belt buckle. It looks, it's sort of like a, like a, a conical top hat with a big belt buckle. Ooh, is yep. it in for May? When I'm over here, I'm coming, I'm going. <laughs> it's in. Yeah, exactly. When I'm thinking about being okay for May, I'm talking about my big Capotain hat. All right, guys, you heard it here first. If you... <laughs> If you if you've got any tattoos, get a skin graft. Take yep. them off and and use sell that skin to a foundation. Use that money to buy yourself a big old pilgrim hat, and you should be you should be just sort of in the May in the May lifestyle and in the May mindset. DFWAG absolutely O four M M M T M too easy. Now moving forward into activities. Absolutely out for activities for the month of May 2021. Uh, the most dangerous game. I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about hunting a human being for sport. That is out. We've been there. We've done that. We are okay. no longer doing it. In collecting mm. rainwater. That's right. It's free. It's coming from the sky and you can drink it right up. It's about processing the rainwater from your gutters, from your balcony and enjoying it when you make your iced mint tea. Come on. It's too easy now. Steve, what do you think? I think I think this sounds great. I mean, I think everybody should probably set up uh, some sort of some sort of vacuum uh, distillation uh, in their in in their kitchens so that they oh, can yeah. take that gunky old rainwater and uh, and bring all that pure water over to the other side. It'll be crystal clear and and cool as you like. Yeah. And this is you know this is something that will sustain humanity for all eternity. And it's, it's something we're really excited about in 2021 with our new DFWAG uh, eco eco movement. And that is the mm -hmm. DFWAG.eco.com. Yep. We're really excited about that. And the, and, and of course our sponsors for the day, which, which is the United Nations. Yep. We really appreciate everything that they've done uh, financially to support the podcast. And in return, we are setting up uh an ecological movement and e e ecology awareness, uh, earth awareness adjacent uh, movement where we do try and recycle rainwater. For example, is yep. is one of the is one of our new things that we're trying to promote. We'll have we'll have a number of these for the rest of the year, and we'll as we research them, as we really get into the details of them, which as you know. Uh, all of us at the DFWAG labs are very, very well into doing the research, getting new information, and really capitalizing on that information that we have. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep you posted with that, and we really appreciate all the UN has done, the UN has done for us uh, so far. So keeping your rainwater, I'm absolutely 100% in on that. 
Yeah. So. Really exciting stuff. I mean, like you said, the the UNXDFWAGEI, the Ecological Initiative, means a lot to us. And for everyone out there wondering how they can get involved beyond collecting rainwater, we will be rolling out uh, a series of, uh, you know, merch items, uh, wardrobe that you can wear in May as part of our, our collaborative opportunity. And this is coming also in part, keep in mind, from the good people over at Ocean Spray and Warner Brothers. That's right. We do have the UN Warner Brothers Ocean Spray, David Foster Wallace and Gromit collaborative Crocs coming soon. You can garden in them. And of course, keep in mind Absolutely. for the month of May, you're going to be wearing that Capitaine hat. You're going to be fastening that buckle. What better way to celebrate May and to celebrate this ecological initiative than to have a big buckle front and center on those Crocs. When you take them out of sport Absolutely. mode, when you flip that little thing forward, that's going to have a big shiny brass buckle front and center. And of course, that classic David Foster Wallace and Gromit UN collaborative colorway of the baby blue and white for May. Absolutely. Um, really excited to roll those out. Those are going to be retailing for just shy of one hundo. And all proceeds will be going uh, to our pockets. And really excited for that. Thank you so much to the UN for that opportunity. I'm really thrilled about everything that we've been doing. And I just also want to plug one more thing and that's on dfwag.com slash shop. And yep. that's where you can find the, the global warming fan. And that is, that is more so to say that we are in fact, not fans of global warming. Yeah. Right. And, and neither should you be. And so what we're rolling out is a, is a brand new product, which is the perpetual motion fan. So as we know, may gets a bit, hot you know what i mean yeah a little caliente if you will yeah ooh, ooh la la right you mm -hmm. know you start sweating start sweating in the mornings um so what we're actually doing is a fan that that circulates air and cools you down and that air in your room gets then vacuumed into another fan system which acts as a fan which serves as the engine for the fan itself mm -hmm. so it, it's a perpetual motion fan experience and it really does circulate your air and cool it down. And it is a way not only to cool, uh, cool the air for, to help us in our, in our work against global warming, you know, to cool that air down again, but it is also uh, the first ever perpetual motion uh, machine ever patented. Yep. And so we're very excited about, you know, no energy sources, right? No, and, and these, these fans don't have, CO2 emissions, for example, like your fans uh, at home might. And so I'm not talking about fans in terms of sports fans. Obviously, this is air circulation fans, but it's a little it's a little play on words as in, you know, the uh, the global warming fan. So this is a way not only to prevent global warming, but also to really to really get into the sustainable materials, sustainable energy sources and really understanding that kinetic and mechanical energy uh, can lead us to perpetual motion uh, devices, and uh, and that's that's really something from a scientific standpoint that the DFWAG labs have been have been really really blowing us away. It's been fantastic. So we're super excited yeah. about the month of May and all of these new products showing up on DFWAG.com/shop. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, the UN and the, the good people of our DFWAG Labs LLC were really explicit in making sure we emphasize the copy um, and to emphasize the point rather that we are not preventing global warming with our perpetual motion devices, but rather promoting global cooling. Uh, and that's really important here moving into the month of May. Uh, moving forward into Absolutely. celebrities, celebrities, the last category on the trend report out 
You know him as the NBC Olympics correspondent and uh, premier host of, of all coverage. That is Bob Costas. Bob Costas, Bob Costas is out for the month of May. Who is in? A little, wow. a little tip of my Capotain hat to next week's reading selection. It is Roger Rabbit. You know him well. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, come on, Steve, your thoughts. I mean, I'm psyched to hear that Robert Raget, that Robert Raget finally mm -hmm. made the cut. Roger Rabbit, uh, pardon my French. He's going to be uh, so mad at you when you start <laughs> saying that. I'm, I'm excited to hear that our good pal Raj uh, made the cut and and at long last because Roger Rabbit has has long been ostracized from the Hollywood community that we love and hold so near and dear. And uh, I'm just glad he's back. You know, I'm yeah. not sure who Bob Constance is. And I'm not I'm not so interested in well, he's out. Olymp so who cares? Olympics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. so interested in Olympics or or those types of things. I prefer uh, I prefer American sports rather than watching uh, somebody ski down a hill. Yeah. Europeans. Who's the fastest? Okay. Right. right. That's fine. That's fine. It was 10 seconds. I'm more interested in real competition, you know. Right. So as far as those skill sports, skill sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, here's yeah. the thing for so, me. I, obviously, we didn't develop the trend report. We're only reporting on it. But it just means so much to me that absolutely. Roger Rabbit, after all these years, is invited back into the good graces of society. Uh, we all know he, you know, there were some some uh, charges levied against him, some some alleged uh, misconduct. There was the, yeah. the you know, hashtag cancel Roger Rabbit a few years back. And it's absolutely. just really nice to see that he's going to be working again. Really yeah. excited for that uh, inevitable you know it's coming and you know it's coming soon that Roger Rabbit, Mel Gibson, Kevin Spacey crossover event that we've all been hoping for. Really excited to see that come to fruition. Absolutely. Uh, and that really is something that, that, uh, you know, Hollywood's been, Hollywood's been, mm -hmm. been, I think, teasing that for a while. Yeah. And it is something that uh, I know a lot of people have been looking forward to. And so Hollywood's been teasing the return of Roger Rabbit and uh and guess he's back so it's uh it really is an incredible day to find that out and uh yeah. you're hearing it here first on dfwag yeah i mean we can't reveal this just yet obviously we can't you know this is a promotional material only available to us so we can only really describe it but warner brothers did send us the official promotional poster there's not even a movie yet but a promotional image of both roger rabbit and kevin spacey back to back doing finger guns like charlie's angels and it just says you know they're they're kind of silhouetted against the backdrop and it just says we're back uh, you know, summer 2022. And I cannot wait to see what they have in the hopper for us. Sure. I'm, I'm sure they've got something wild in store. And it's, uh, you know, it's just the kind of thing that um, I just really love looking at promotional material, because it just gets, ex it gets me excited for. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it yeah. Gets me as someone who loves a promotion. Yeah, <laughs> I love I just, you know, movie, I can't get enough of movie posters. I can mm -hmm. sit and, and stare at them as if they're, as if it's a television set. Um, it's something I really, you know, keep my eye out for and really love to look at because yeah. um, actually what the one thing better than seeing the actual content of the promotional poster mm -hmm. is spending the year and a half leading up to it, thinking only about that. And so I just like to get lost, you know, get lost in the world so um i i like to say that it, you know 100 escapism 
means uh, it's no longer escapism, it's reality. Exactly, exactly. I'm trying to become the lawnmower man and just live in VR. I mean, when I think about nostalgia and escapism, I think about, I, I, those are two, I mean, those are like Pavlov's response. I got me salivating a little bit. I'm thinking, whoa, 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 hold on now. Um, Absolutely. Steve, I think, I know we had, we had ordered it in such a way to do trend report to emails to Spotify mm-hmm. analytics, but the Absolutely. analytics are pretty minor. And I think we should probably just, breeze right into those it's just one it's just one thing obviously you know we believe in transparency here on the show but it's really not our place um to share with the grommet heads the creatine loaders cave dwellers what what have you um you know exact numbers uh mm-hmm. which is to say it's none of their it's none of their business and it could color the show differently if they were to find out say that we are uh you know that we have a weekly listenership of, of 10 15 million uh, you know, continuous subscribers. I think they, they might feel that this is no longer the mom and pop ventured or the, the pop and pop venture that they once thought it was. Um, I just want to read one thing. And this is uh, artists they're listening to. Uh, we have listeners in the United States and the UK, Canada. I'm looking at India, Italy, Hopefully Germany, Netherlands. Netherlands, Argentina, Mexico, Spain, Brazil, Australia, Ireland, Chechnya, uh, Norway, Turkey, Slovakia, Indonesia, Peru, South Africa, Finland, Belgium, Philippines, Colombia, Chile, Portugal, Malaysia, Israel, unknown, and Hungary and Ecuador. Now, I've got those- listeners all around the world, and I just love to hear it because I, I love to think of one thing I really like is is you know the, the flags of different nations mm-hmm. and i like to i like to think about hearing all those countries and and taking taking a look at the the list of flags that represent represent those country, countries all the all the beautiful colors yeah uh, all the greens the beautiful greens and blues and reds and yellows uh, that uh you know represent the mountains or the the, mm-hmm. the skies and the the great waters and seas and so uh, uh you know it just means a lot i just it just warms my heart to hear yeah. Uh, a list of nations and if you're from one of those nations we've listed um i just wanted to say that we really appreciate it yeah and, and to shoot uh, us an email at david foster wallace and grommet at gmail.com be sure to give us a five-star rating on itunes and apple music and maybe and maybe this week's this week's little uh before we get into the analytics just really sure. quick contents of email let's do a weekly like topic this week's topic okay. is going to be yeah it's going to be flags so if you if you want to send us an email and uh, maybe put in it as well, if you're OK with us reading it live on air mm-hmm. and uh, just a little tidbit about, about where, you know, country uh, flag, what it represents, because I'm interested in that. Yeah, this is this is serious now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being serious. What, okay. what what the colors represent, that's a okay. cool thing. And uh, I don't know what your favorite flag is in the or world. Maybe, or maybe something about the country that you're from. Also, it, we should know that too. we would like to hear from some different people, perhaps. So maybe, maybe, maybe Damon is back in the fold, maybe a skip, maybe someone we haven't heard from in a while or a new listener. We would love to hear from you uh, for flag chat, uh, sort of a new, a new segment we're doing here on the show. Um, I mean, I'm happy to hear from everyone. I, and you know they they say here in America they say uh, you know one nation uh, under God, but here at David Foster Wallace and Gromit we're saying many nations under us. Let me just jump in here. Uh, <laughs> let me just j- jump in here uh, and go live and just issue an apology for uh, any blasphemous material promoted by 
the David Foster Wallace and Gromit uh, uh, organization. And uh, it is something we try to avoid. Anyway, uh, I just want to read one analytic we have access to, and that is per Spotify, the artists they are listening to. Steve, I just want, I just want you to guess real quick. I don't want you to get, there are five listed. Or, yeah, there are five listed. Um, I, I want you to guess, could you name, you know, if you think about our listeners, you think about the, the mm-hmm. devoted grommet heads out there. What's an artist you think they would really go nuts for? I am going to go with who? Let me think. Just top of your head. Don't I mean, think about I it mean, too long. You're never going to guess it. Top of your head. Uh, top of my head is David Bowie for some reason. Okay. All right. You know, you're you're far I'm, off, but you're not that far off. Man. I'll tell you right now, I'll give you the top five. And no particular. Let me have five there. guesses. Let me have five guesses. I wish you wouldn't, but okay. Go David ahead. David Bowie. Sure. Green Day. I'm just okay. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. I'm just naming uh David Bowie. Green Day. Green Day. You two. I'm just trying to do two I, word, I I, two sure, word sure, band sure. names here. Sure, sure. Adriano Celentano. Maybe maybe something Liza Minnelli. What the fuck? Okay, well that's all getting cut out. What are you talking way off the mark? So far off the mark, it's impossible. God, it's, I, don't I even said know, off I don't, the top of my I head. I don't even know why I humored that. All right, I'll give you the top five. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Miles Davis. Good. Taylor Swift. Okay. REM. Wow. Okay. Lou Reed. Yeah. And Elias Regina. Or wow. Ellis. L E L I S Regina. I'm thinking of Regina Spector. No. Very interesting. That's an interesting lineup. So not Velvet Underground, just Lou Reed. Not Velvet Underground. Now, I, I want, in full transparency, I had checked this once before, um, not too long ago. This was, uh, actually, I guess about a month ago, I, I accessed the same analytic just out of curiosity. And the, the list has actually changed, which means that we've oh. gotten a number of listeners who are uh, of disparate opinion. But as of... Oh, this was actually more recent. This was April 29th. Okay. Okay. So this is updated. This is updated. So as of wow. April 29th, which was what, five days ago, this mm-hmm. is the list. Okay. Mac Miller, Neutral Milk Hotel, Pixies, Pixies, El- Elias Regina again, and then what? Elliot Smith. So I think the the first one I read, Here's the first the one I read with Taylor Here's Swift the... and REM, that that feels strange to me. But the one with Neutral Milk Hotel, Pixies, and Elliot Smith, I'm on. Okay, yeah, I can picture our listener 100. percent I mean, here's the thing, like, man, what if they're just what if they're just tracking, like, uh, our activity? <laughs> like, what if they're just tracking our like Miles Davis, REM, Neutral Milk Hotel, Elliot Smith? Yeah. What if they're just tracking our activity? Okay, yeah, let's just pick we up should... here then. For everyone listening, for everyone who's enjoying the 50th episode of Spectacular, uh, we already asked you to shoot us an email for, for flags, for your local something about your country and about your flag. Um, new listeners and, and, uh, and obviously giving us a rating on iTunes, a five-star rating. Uh, but be sure to shoot us an email, davefosterwallaceandgrom at gmail.com, a photo of you wearing your pilgrim hat for the month of May, <laughs> really enjoying that okay for May mentality, that May mentality, May mindset. Um, absolutely and you know it's something that if we get enough submissions we will be uh putting together a, a, a montage 
for yeah. next episode set to uh, Miles Davis. And it'll be a montage set to Miles Davis, and we'll we'll link that up uh, uh, on the next episode, and you guys can see all your all you know your beautiful faces and pilgrim hats. Yeah, um, really looking also, forward to that. Just speaking of you know the intersection of this podcast and clothing, uh, I will be I think within the next two months printing a small run, very small run, maybe like 20, 20 or less units of a David Foster Wallace and Gromit t-shirt. I don't know what it's going to be yet. It might be some custom artwork for the show. It might be just the classic logo, the green text. It might be Chef Jeff. Uh, It might be a little Gromit head. It might be something, but uh, I'm just thinking a small run, you know, just get you and I wearing them around, hopefully get some FaceTime, have someone recognize it, say, oh, yeah, I love that podcast. Where'd you get that? And I say, I say, look, I'm, uh, I can, you I can set you up with DFWAG.com slash shop. Yeah. So you got to go to the shop. Where do you think I got it? You got to, <laughs> yeah. Use code, uh, O4M, OK4May at the DFWAG.com slash shop. Um, why, why can't it just be OK number four May, M A Y? Yeah. O4M. <laughs> Promo codes usually are a bit more clear like promo code jared maybe maybe it's gonna be <clears throat> promo code okay for may uh okkahi for mei me <laughs> okay for me okay for me <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing okay for me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, Steve, should we read a couple pieces of fan mail before we move any further? Absolutely. All right. Um, should I? Do you want me to share my screen, or should I just read these to you? Yeah, give a give a little screen share. I can give a little screen share. Give a little screen share. Uh, all right. Um, so we have two pieces of fan mail. We have one from our good friend Gustavo and one from Chef Jeff. Steve, which one would you like me to read first? I say let's get the let's 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 check in on this Chef Jeff one. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I am okay for me. I am. Oh, it's long, right? <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's go Gustavo first. Okay, we'll do Gustavo first. Running out of battery. I gotta plug. I gotta plug stuff in. Then plug your laptop in. All right. Okay. Um, so this, you know, it, for all our listeners out there, Gustavo has been sending emails directed almost exclusively at Steve for a long time. This one, I'm very fortunate. <laughs> In general, a lot is directed at and me. A lot is directed at you. I the hate Chef to Jeff steal one the is, spotlight. Yeah, the Chef Jeff one is certainly no exception. But with Gustavo here, this is directed specifically and explicitly at me. Uh, subject line, I am not sad. It reads, Jared, <clears throat> I am not sad. I am disappointed. I took some time off to make the second coming a fact, this time female version, and you guys are talking Rattler? I expected that from Steven, but not you. What happened to the man I once knew? The Maverick of Seattle, the answer to manhood, the I vote for Bernie, the real beer drinker. Anyway, let's get... Actually, I want to pause there for one second. Um, Lot to unpack. I will will concede that we were talking about Rattlers, that I myself was talking about Rattlers, that I myself was suggesting the Pills-Cranberry combo. Thank you so much to the good people at Ocean Spray. But I will also concede in so much as I will defend our good friend, uh, Carl, who he himself was enjoying a a summer shandy, uh, a Rattler in its own right. 
so you're throwing him under the bus. I'm not. No, I'm not throwing him under the bus. Again, I can see that I was talking about it, that I have been known every once in a while to drink a juice beer hybrid. Is it my favorite thing to drink? No. Gustavo, am I sorry that I've disappointed you? Deeply, deeply. And to all the other grommet heads out there who are disappointed by my actions, uh, you know, it, it, it brings me no great joy to say that I too, on the rare occasion, have been a shandy head, a shandy enjoyer. Um, a shandy dandy. Shandy dandy. Uh, anyway, let's get down to business. Operation Greenland is no longer a go for me as well. What? I've been called to help in a rescue. I can't say much, but I am currently in East Asia. The government doesn't want to pay me, so I'm holding a few sailors in an underwater cave. I'm sure the government will cave, and I will be back to the surface next week. Let me know if you want to hear the tales of Ernesto. Three cheers to Gustavo. Three cheers to Gustavo, indeed. Thank you so much, Absolutely. Gustavo. For that correspondence i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna hit him with him should i hit him with the congratulations the i'm in or the i'm not interested i say one of each well it's great to hear from gustavo uh you know we do discuss rattler but uh if he has some suggestions of better things to discuss well i would say then he should just show up one day if if he thinks he knows what he's what he's talking about if he thinks he knows what to talk about that's good then uh then he should just pop in uh, maybe call in live to the podcast yep. uh, one of these days. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's got the guts to do it. That's right. This is the official 50th anniversary or 50th episode spectacular slash Gustavo <laughs> call out spectacular. 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. Thank you so much, everyone, for 50 years of DFWAG. Um, all right. Are you ready for this Chef Jeff email? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. You're going to read uh, that? I can read this. Yeah, I can read it. Uh, this, is a liter this is a literary podcast, and uh, I, do, I do every once in a while have to be uh, literate. Um, Chef Jeff, uh, thank you so much for this correspondence. The subject line says, an olive branch. This is wow. uh, April 27th, six days ago. <clears throat> yeah. Damn. Man, what? This shit funny. One sec. Damn, this is fucking Hennessy, baby. Strong as fuck, boy. She told me put my heart in the bag And nobody gets hurt Now I'm running for my love I'm not fast So I'm making it worse Now I'm digging up a grave For my past I'm a whole different person It's a gift and a curse But I Have I made some bad decisions? Yes. Bad choices in the heat of the moment. The throws of passion. Logical thought miles away. Yes. Am I a bad person? I hope not. Have I sinned? Oh, yes. Absolutely, yes. I've indulged my baser self and impulses. I've engaged in premarital sex, cranked my hog, often and vigorously. I've taken the Lord's name in vain. I've eaten pork. I've worked on the Sabbath. If man is judged on his actions, then I may be a bad man, but I'm trying. I'm really trying to make amends. See, I didn't push Sam out a window. I understand he thinks I did. Sam, you were unwell. You were in a mental hospital, a state-run board-certified facility. So can we really trust your account? I know you're thinking, if you can't trust what he has to say, then you can't trust what I have to say. Hear me out. Dangerous inmate Mark McGrath, that very same Mark McGrath, was bullying Stephen. He was taking his food trays and threatening sexual assault in the showers. He was asserting his dominance. So when Mark follows Sam upstairs on that fateful night, I had to help. I just had to. I followed them up. I saw Mark start beating, start berating Sam, excuse me, calling him a little man, a lemonade man, a brownie man. I knew what was about to happen. He asked Stephen if he wanted to fly. 
This had to be a cruel Freudian sleep, a reference to the once popular song I shared last week, the certified gold song, the 90s anthem, the footloose and fancy free party lifestyle song. Mark lunged. I tried to grab Sam. He slipped through my hands again, just like when he was a child and I was a rambling man, a rolling stone suffering no moss, a traveler, not ready to be a protector or role model. All around the world, statues crumbled for me. Sam slipped through my arms and fell. I watched him fall, my insanity too, falling with every foot he dropped. I found myself cleansed and brought back to reality. You don't have to believe me. Were the tables turned, I probably wouldn't. I've lived a wayward life. I've seen bad things and done bad things. I'm not worthy of calling myself friend, let alone father, to the wonderful, thoughtful, compassionate man Stephen Gary Johnson Ridgewood turned out to be. I'll sign off by saying how excited I am to try Ocean Spray, Spray Bernay 50-50. I love a cold tipple on a warm spring afternoon. My legs dangled in a pond, sun on my face, wind in my hair, not a care in the world. Not one care. What a joy and absolute pleasure. Good luck on your 50th episode and with your new Dutch family, boys. If there's any way I can earn your forgiveness, Sam, just say the word. I'm really, I'm ready and willing to make amends. Um, So there is one thing I'm missing out. Maybe you can cut this out or maybe we leave it in. Okay. What's the Sam thing? Is there something I'm not getting with the Sam Steven? I think for our listeners out there, that might be the biggest question of all is if Steven slash Sam is that that's is not understanding I'm, something. Okay. Cause I, I was like, Oh, I'm Sam. Okay. Anyways. All right. Let's get back to it. Three, two, one. <clears throat> let's reset, reset. Sure. 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 Yeah. Take your time. I mean, this is, this is harrowing stuff. I mean, uh, take as much time as you need. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say it. If, uh, if Chef Jeff is indeed sending an olive branch, and he is not the one who caused the great conspiracy that uh, that brought about our demise, and he is in fact not the one uh, that pushed me out of the window and broke my legs three times, mm-hmm. and if he is in fact the one who one who tried to help, or if I was in my in my drug induced days, that's just a little foreshadowing to our story of the day in my drug induced days if i if i simply saw chef jeff and mistook him for somebody else and or didn't understand where i was or what i was doing you know it's very possible that it's very possible that he is in fact somebody who who has helped these are things that i can't speak to yeah this i mean you certainly yeah you you certainly can't speak to the supposed familial relation that he is alleging, just as right. I think it would be inappropriate for us to speak on the uh, libelous claims uh, about one Mr. Mark McGrath. Um, am I shocked? Am I horrified? Maybe, maybe, you know. This was this was out of my control. I mean, certainly, Steve, I have to apologize on on uh, on on maybe Chef Jeff's behalf and, and maybe on behalf of Mark McGrath as well. You know, uh, allegedly, uh, as I was not there, as I was at Walla Walla State Penitentiary, and I was unable to help you in your dire time of need. I mean, look, if I had been there Absolutely. at Ypsilanti State with the the whole power, the whole force of the Latin Kings at my disposal, I think we right. would have been in a very I think we'd be in a very different situation. Right. And, you know, as I said, I am I am on the mend and I am in for May. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to promote global cooling. I'm ready to say no to tattoos. And I am ready to uh, bring in the summer with an ocean spray, spray Bernay. 
And uh, yeah. if this is indeed what Chef Jeff is interested in. Okay. Wow. And I Here suppose we, we are on the same page. Could you say for our listeners out there, could you go so far as to say that perhaps, imagine for me, if you will, um, a balmy July day. In this case, oh, I'm sorry, a balmy May day. A balmy yeah. May day. Yeah, you, better, you better hold your horses there, partner, because it's May. It's May. Oh, it's okay for May, if you ask me. You've got, you know, it's, I'm looking at three people, you know, on, on the, the edge of the dock, you know, overalls cut off just below the knee, frayed, little bare, dirty feet hanging in the water, little fishing pole cast out into the water, little pilgrim hat, buckle on that pilgrim hat, shining in the sun, gleefully in the sun. I'm seeing myself. I, 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 I hold straw hat. I forgot I'm, about the pilgrim hats. I'm, I'm seeing now. myself. I'm seeing myself take a big swig of that ice cold spray Bernay, I cast my rod in. I see you next to me. You take you take yourself, you take the pitcher, you pour yourself a little bit of that spray Bernay, you take a big gulp, you dab at your forehead with a kerchief and you too cast your rod in the water. And then I see, maybe I see, maybe I dare I dare I say it? Listener out there, dare I say it? Um, I see Chef Jeff tilt his Capotain hat himself, dab his sweat as you once did, put his arm around you, help himself too, to a glass of that beautiful spray Bernay 5050, thank you so much, Ocean Spray, and cast his rod in as well. Am I seeing, gone are the days of the Operation Greenland, Operation Orangeland, the Dracula Symposium, all of our geopolitical dealings and, and maneuverings, here to stay for May, okay for May, and here to stay, the new coalition founded by Dave Foster Wallace and Gromit, Chef Jeff, and of course, the alleged Mark McGrath. Steve, am I correct in this assumption? You know, I can, I got to say, I picture it in my mind and I picture it very clear. Uh, the three of us sitting on the dock uh, with a, with, with a, just with a little, you know, we've, we've got our own corner store uh, right by the water and, uh, you know, big sign on the door says gone fishing. Gone fishing. And, and there, <laughs> and uh, perhaps even on the license plate, we've got gone fishing. Yep. And there we are sitting on the dock and uh, pouring uh, pouring some mint tea, some ocean spray, really uh, a number of wonderful beverages, uh, either from the, the delightful sponsors of this podcast or uh, by our own doing. The rainwater uh, we collected brewed into exactly. a beautiful iced mint tea. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So from something from the trend report, but really living a lifestyle that is true. And if Chef Jeff, if, if that is what Chef Jeff is interested in, gone are the days of, of the operations, gone are the days of, of, of uh, great violence and, and despair. And if in are the days of May, then it's all May from here. Pour the, pour spray Bernay, pour the spray Bernay, my cup runneth over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, once upon a time, people talked of, uh, you know, days of wine and roses. I'm talking about a May of wine and roses uh, here to stay with Chef Jeff. And I mean, it just means so much to us that we can have this, uh, you know, I mean, Operation Orange brought with us, a, like I said before, a great repose, you know, absolutely uh, introspection and contemplation and uh, moving past it now into OK right. for May 2021. Um, absolutely. That goes know, for all of our listeners. Incredible. They are. Yeah. If they are looking towards, you know, Gustavo from the correspondence of today, if they are looking towards something uh, brighter and better mm -hmm. and, uh, it's you out know, there. gone are the days of, 
using Mayday to uh, to describe a plane falling plummeting from the sky. Gone are those days. Mayday is now a celebration. A celebration. We scream Mayday when we pour the spray Bernay mm-hmm. in our glasses. Oh, a Mayday Bernay? Oh, can't beat it. Absolutely. Come on. So spray Bernay is is for May, and that is okay. And uh, the days are no longer gray. <laughs> Look, there's no such thing as a gray day in May. No such day as a gray day when I'm drinking my spray Bernay in May. No such thing. Absolutely. No such thing. Absolutely. Um, what an what an incredible and eye opening, just an, an earth shattering 50th episode spectacular. Thank you so much for all the grommet heads out there who tuned in and, and have been a part of this with us. Uh, Steve, should we? This talk is about... why we do what we do. So, <laughs> so you want to talk about? You want to talk a little bit about uh, Raymond Chandler, or should I say maybe we maybe we talk a little bit about Philip Marlowe? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say, do you want to talk a little bit about Ray? Ray, Raymond Chandler, okay for Ray. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I mean, I've really that's, missed that's, it. Yeah, I know. That's missed an opportunity. Yeah. Well, it is. it was an oversight by our uh, writing staff, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the cue cards now, and it's just <laughs> really letting really me down. It. Um, okay, so for everyone listening, as you as you picked up last week, and as we were wont to do for our 40th episode spectacular, every 10 episodes now, our new thing is we're reading one of Raymond Chandler's iconic Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Philip Marlowe stories. For our 40th episode spectacular, we had the, the I'll say the privilege of, uh, of reading The Big Sleep, which we really, jo- really enjoyed. Um, mm. Extremely good. Extremely good and uh, a, real, a real flagship of the genre. But this week, for our 50th episode spectacular, we got a chance to read, again, a, a, a rare treat, a rare privilege, a rare honor reading farewell my lovely which you know speaking for myself not only do i consider it superior to i mean both are great so far but superior to the big sleep okay okay well we'll get we'll get to why i you know why i say that but superior to it as well as just why is it better ah yes no i just uh i'm i consider it it well we'll get into why it's better but i also i would say that while the big sleep is an incredibly important contribution for the genre. Farewell, My Lovely is, I think, in its own right, an incredible contribution to literature, period. Um, I think hmm. in... I, oh, as you opposed dis- to The Big Sleep. As opposed to The Big Sleep. Do you, you disagree? I mean, I think they, they, they definitely follow a similar blueprint. Right. They're right? both, I mean, they're both it's, structured it's kind from of, cherry-picked yeah. stories of his, yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty structured as kind of short story stuff so it's a bunch of different i mean okay he combines them very well mm-hmm. but it it is it is kind of you know scattered and quick cuts so he goes there then he goes there then he goes there and then they kind of all tie up in the end with one another so it's maybe right. three kind of mysteries and they both follow that same formula where you have three mysterious elements. It's not necessarily a murder or whatever. There are three oh. mysterious elements. Not, I mean, not always, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's usually a common denominator. But also a common denominator is somebody's identity. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, well, I think a common denominator... And also like, usually larger-scale corruption is the third. Right. So I it's mean, like that, a murder, big someone's identity, or themes. someone's trying to hide their identity, yeah. and then larger-scale corruption. And I think these are these come from 
how he usually wrote these stories, which was, you know, he would he would theme each story in this way, and then he combined them in his novels as... And, and I think both of them have... You could make an argument that both of them have kind of similarly these three. Overarching corruption mm-hmm. idea. Murder is the catalyst, let's call it. Yeah. And then the resolution is finding out identity so somebody hiding their identity kind of maybe not so much from the big sleep it's kind of but kind of but that's kind of the idea is you have these three mysteries that -hmm. were probably the themes of short stories that he then yeah like you said spliced spliced together so it is it's quick paced it's very similar i i found them very similar so i don't necessarily see what you were saying but well what i'm talking about is is in theme so the big difference that i saw initially and also yeah i mean i like what you're saying about identity and about corruption because those are the big like raymond chandler themes it's about like self-awareness identity actualization your place in the world i mean that's there's a whole section in this when he's talking to um hemingway the man he calls hemingway yeah yeah. when he's talking about the moral rearmament you know he's talking about uh, you know this this new sort of moment in culture where and i guess kind of what continues in in los angeles and a lot of america at least in american culture this to this day of like getting yours bootstrapism in in this sort of new changing era but what i think sets us apart is that in the big sleep everything in the end got tied up nicely with a little bow and of course like any sort of noir story this this has its exposition its final exposition where you're you're getting what piece of the story what clues you missed you know what have you but at the end here his name amthor just a grifter there are a handful of characters that at the end of the story that he encountered that you realize were not part of the overall narrative they were they were people yeah. that he encountered and just sort of these bizarre fixtures of of you know greater californian uh you know culture at the time who were exploiting each other in these various ways yeah. different things that he yeah. had to suffer realizing this culture of grifting and of like getting yours that's why i think the story is also better because Marlo is a lot less of a hero in this. Marlo is kind That's of a, true. a drifter in a much more, we talked about this a little bit off pod, much more hard-boiled, much more, I wouldn't say nihilistic, but a real pitch black cynicism, um, a real like uh, misanthropic, a real bitter world, yeah, much definitely. more bitter world, much more violent, much more ghoulish. And yeah, yeah. His, Bay City is made out to be pretty rough yeah Pretty well, and, and not just that but even like moose yeah. malloy like beating a, a woman to, no beating two people to death with his bare hands yeah, yeah. and like just That's this true. this frankenstein monster of frankenstein sort of a, a a golem fashion from his own like sense of betrayal and love and duty um but yeah. but marlo's job in this his role as a as a narrative fixture in this story is less detective and more this equally lost, equally broken man. I mean, his interaction with Red really highlighted how scared and how broken he actually was despite everything he had been through and what he continues to be subjected to. And he is just looking for sentiment. He's looking for hope. He's searching for for hope and for sentiment and warmth and anything that could break away from that sort of cynicism between- But at the same time, turning it down. Right, turning it down and contributing to that cynicism and that sort of hard-boiled yeah. culture. I mean, he looks for it in Anne. He he understands the idea of like a safe companion, of a respectful and like a nurturing person 
and still goes after Helen in some capacity. And still, and still, yeah. You know, he's he's afraid. And he still that, refuses any type of right, like compassion uh, and warmth and care and yeah. sa- care for the sake of safety, right? For the yeah. sake of just recuperating from a health standpoint. He also and that really still is, uh, which is kind of a, I suppose, kind of a classic trope. Sure, sure. Of the, this, the toughness, right. the posturing right. masculinity, but then that that is fractured when he meets Red. And he meets someone who is taller, who he almost has. I mean, it's 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 thin ground to stand on to say this, but he does have a very strange kind of um, uh, uh, intimate interaction with. You know, you're, he's constantly talking about height, build, and eye color. He's constantly talking about this like handsome man who is comforting mm. him in his fear meeting Laird. And um, sure, you have a couple interactions like that, and also much more in this than in the Big Sleep the police are either wholly corrupt or ineffectual or disinterested. And that goes so far, it really reaches its head. I mean, Randall, Randall's on the case, Randall's on the ball, but it reaches its head in two periods. One, when he is in the car with Hemingway and he realizes, oh, this man who uh, beat me and left me to go get doped up is just as much is suffering just in the same way that I am. And I guess I've already been aware of it, but is, is suffering in the exact same way through these, these, the cyclical corruption as like a, a he wood- just accepts it he just right. lives in it he lives in it his, as a his... would-be good cop a supposedly a, a once sure. upon a time good cop who is who has been forced sure. to take these measures because he even says like you know the only people who make money you know i can't live in this neighborhood vice vice lives in this neighborhood because vice is on the in on the take um and then the the interaction mm-hmm. with yeah. randall when he watches the bug that that recognition of like, oh, I will, much like this bug, struggle and struggle and struggle, and I will always end up back in this fifth floor office, getting my my ass chewed out, or on the receiving end of some kind of like, maybe information, maybe kindness, it doesn't <clears throat> matter, it never matters. You know, it's a very like, yeah. it's a much more hopeless world. The big sleep sure. is, is, uh, is wrapped up nicely with a bow, whereas this, he really you walk away from it feeling the kind of depravity that he now is living through and, and raging against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the big sleep is, is maybe a bit more by the end. Um, <clears throat> maybe in, in this case, in the case of the content from the previous pages wrapped up nicely with the bow, but it does, I mean, it leaves you with, this is what I do, basically. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's right? ra- it's wrapped up and, nicely, but the, the one daughter is... is still a killer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's it's not necessarily resolved, but it's kind of you get the idea of like, hey, man, this is how it goes. Yeah. And then you get to the end of farewell, farewell, my lovely, and it's a bit more like, yeah, this is how it's gonna be. Yeah. Right. We because well, you continues... now see where right. this is going. Right. It's no longer a one case. And of course, okay, at this point, he probably sold enough where he realized, you know, Chandler realized, oh, this is just a series. I'm just going to lead into my next ones. Yeah. Right? I'm going to set it up and lead into it. And that's something that didn't really happen with the big sleep necessarily. It wasn't a, it wasn't a direct lead in to like, mm. hey, here are all the things that can still go on. But it was, it was, of with course, open-ended. Right. It yeah, was yeah, open-ended. Exactly. You, but knew, it was, you, knew Marlo, open-ended. you knew Marlo. You knew Marlo had, he was... he had another little freaking case to go on. No, but this yeah. one, I mean, this one had the the sort of like forced epilogue where it's like, oh, uh, three months yeah. later, Helen slash Velma did get caught 
killed herself. Killed her, I mean, killed the, a cop, killed herself. Yeah. yeah. Who and the cop himself, they even kind of speculate, well, maybe he had been on the take as well. Maybe his yeah. his yeah. having slipped up was to I mean, it's it's a series of characters who all sort of hate each other, hate hate the people around them, very spiteful, very angry people, all yeah. looking for I these mean, even miniature tendernesses and and like niceties within each other trying to yeah. fashion some kind of sentiment around that in the world even that the velma in. and moose thing was just like right velma and moose yeah. were i mean it was kind of just like screw over leap completely change yeah and he had he still had you know a, a, a positive view of her yeah and so it was kind of this yeah like you said there's a lot of spite and uh yeah it's uh it's definitely bleak oh yeah very bleak i also you know what though the one the one mark against and is, is uh, and is the ray of and's the ray of light yeah Anne and uh and randall are the two big yeah randall too the two real like people who but are and reardon is yeah like marlo for sure <clears throat> trying to fight against the world that they live in um i will say the one problem i had i'll say it they don't want me to say it. No titular moment. The big sleep in that final monologue, he's talking yeah, okay, about, you know, he's, you he's, he's, he thinks about, you know, the, the big sleep. Whereas this, no one's saying farewell, my lovely. I'm, I'm hitting no control F it. on this EPUB. I'm trying to find the farewell, my lovely. I only, but I come up on the title page. But I don't know. What did you, I mean, what did you think of it? You didn't like it as much as the big sleep or you kind of consider them equal or? Yeah, they're more on equal footing for me. Just because, like I said, I think there was, a, there was a, a clear formula and I appreciate the different stories. And this is definitely something where if, if the rest from here on out also had, you know, followed this same formula, mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I'm fine with it. it. I'm fine with a similar formula, just some new details, some new story, chuck some new characters in there. If some of the characters stick around, I would also be happy. You know, if a couple of the characters I liked from the previous one, but uh hopefully not too much though <clears throat> i like i like marlo is like a, you mean hopefully they don't come back too much hopefully they don't come back too much i don't want too much of that because I, I like i, mean, I like marlo as kind of a nomadic figure sure yeah different not, characters. not too much but i mean some repeat appearances i, I wouldn't or a I little mind i will say for everyone listening out there i would i would recommend this book to just about anyone who enjoyed the big sleep or enjoys a pulp noir it is worth noting and i don't you know i'm not I don't want to dwell on it too much. It is worth noting that this, like we said, is much more hard-boiled, much more cynical, which in this world and in the 40s, uh, you know, read between the lines, if you will, it's, uh, there are a few kind of like <laughs> unconscionable, yeah, unconscionable interactions that are like a little jarring. There's like the, the language and some of like the slurs and the prejudices that that's kind of expected of the era and of the sure. genre. There is one in particular and the listeners out there who have read it will know what I'm talking about sight unseen. That is like a little much. Um, yeah. And I guess we'll, we'll, that will be an interesting kind of barometer moving into other Raymond Chandler works. If that's something that he embraces as part of like Marlowe's character or of the era, or if those are maybe prejudices that he himself had or if he's supposed to be if if this book really is supposed to be a much darker world that these characters live in right we'll see because yeah the big sleep nothing like that really existed i mean it was sort of your classic cut and dry detective story yeah. and 
you know, and and like I said, when we first read it, it was astounding oh, yeah. seeing so clearly the influence yeah. in film, cinema, books, whatever, you name it. For decades I mean, and decades we after. We know that yeah. Doyle has, and Poe and mm-hmm. Collins have such a great influence on detective stories. But see, like this was, ah, okay, here's the American detective story. This yeah. is the beginning. And that continues in. But like you said, in it that continues, you see the influence. But this one is definitely um, <clears throat> very like hateful, angry. Hurt. Yeah, it's hurting is it, like a good way to describe it. Yeah, and um, and that could very well just be to set the stage, not necessarily, not necessarily to say like, oh, it's a, oh, it's just a sign of the times or whatever. But it it may be to, uh, like you said, just to darken the world. This yeah. is a CD. I mean, this is a CD. There's a lot of CD business going on in Bay City. Yeah, I mean, it could That's be. The point. It could very you know? well be though that Chandler <clears throat> saw the the success of his book and the impact that it had, and the kind of. I mean, he was writing these short stories too, but he probably. I mean, maybe he saw because they were optioning these movies or optioning these books for movies pretty quickly, and maybe he saw this as an opportunity to really show what that. Uh, American detective, you know, golden age of Hollywood, what that really looks like. Because the first book, despite being very violent and it deals with, uh, you know, like some pretty lurid themes, this is a lot, yeah, way, way, way darker. And maybe it was his way of saying, like, I didn't go far enough the first time. I didn't go far enough into these yeah, taboos. Yeah. I can go, I can go much further. Maybe these aren't. Per, you know, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but maybe these aren't personal prejudices. Like I said, it's a, it's a very hateful world and one that's like lashing out against itself, very self-destructive. And maybe he wanted to accurately convey what, you know, a, a rapidly changing Los Angeles really looked like, what that meant yeah. for the people who live there. Could be. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And as a, you know, PG-13 warning for the listeners, it was more sultry as well. Ooh, we, not enough though. Or it was more, well, it's that's enough. It was it was much more, um, yeah, in that sense. Not enough smooching, if you ask me. The big sleep had yeah, a little more. A, I'll say, big sleep had a little more smooching. Smooching, yeah, um, some smooching. So I gotta say it, Steve. But you're not gonna keep believe your this. Eye out for that. You're not gonna believe this, but we are out of time for the week. We're not. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Infinite Jest on our 50th episode spectacular on our our podcast about Infinite Jest. How could this be? I mean, on one hand, it's the 50th. On the other hand, it is the May spectacular, and we were exactly. able to. To cover that to the best of our ability. Exactly. So we'll have to get back with Infinite just next time then. Uh, should I let the, li- the listeners know what we're reading next week? I would give, give, them a little, give them a little idea, yeah. All right. For next week, uh, ushering forth this new era for the podcast, we will be reading uh, Who Censored Roger Rabbit by Gary K. Wolf. Really excited to dive into kind of uh, a, a more recent, certainly not a... a, a ultra modern take but a more recent look into sort of the noir genre a little tongue-in-cheek look into the noir genre um hopefully a little darker than the movie but of course like i said roger rabbit hot celebrity for may really excited to debut that news here um and i guess of course uh be sure to shoot us an email you know david foster walls and grandma gmail.com flags what's your country about send us a photo of you with the pilgrim hat Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Subscribe on, uh, on, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. And uh, Steve, any closing thoughts? Well, I, you know, I appreciate all the correspondence so far. I'm, I'm 
thrilled to to hear about it. And so uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, shoot us an email and uh, keep in touch, as Jared already said. Um, Roger Rabbit's in. Elmer Fudd is out. Well, so, uh, let's you know, let's hold off until the June trend report. We don't want to reveal anything too early. Absolutely, hip hip hooray hooray for May. That's all that I have hooray to say. Checking out our closing thoughts. Look, we got spray Bernay, and it's okay for May. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. <laughs>